Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on, Vigor Life crew? Hey, tune in today into the Vigor Life episode with Tony Jeffries and Glenn Holmes of Boxenberg. And the three things you're gonna find out in this episode is number one, three things you gotta do as a coach to succeed. It goes for athletes, it goes for business owners, it goes for coaches. You gotta follow these three things to get to that 1% in the industry. Number two is the biggest mistake that coaches make, and it's one that you probably haven't heard of, but I'm telling you it's the you know secret sauce to really skyrocketing ahead because most folks don't know this, or should I say they just don't follow it. And then find out the framework that Boxenburn took to become a seven-figure boxing class business that's now teaching this all across the world through certifications and through licensing because this will be something you can take to your model as a coach, whether you're in a gym, whether you're solo, it doesn't matter. All right, tune in and there's one kind of like hidden nugget egg in there that you're gonna basically get a $300 value from, but you gotta tune in for it. See you inside of the episode. What's going on guys? Back with the Vigor Life Podcast, special episode because we have people live and in person. Um, my friends, Tony Jeffries, Glenn, Glenn Holmes came in to do the grand opening of Box and Burn here at Vigor Ground. So of course, we snatched them up for a podcast. Um, if you guys are watching this in video, you can see that Tony is not from Washington State. Uh, <laughs> this dude is bundled up. Glenn, Glenn's keeping it kind of kind of Seattle-ish right there, you know what I mean? But Tony's not happy. You wouldn't even think I was from England. I've just got That's soft. The, uh, I've been living in California for 10 years now, and now I've come here and it's freezing. I need to run the court <laughs> everywhere. Dude, you're, you're related to this. Uh, Faruja, who grew up in Jersey, right. went to New York years ago in the winter, and he's just like dying from like, it's just so cold and I'm like dude it's 44 degrees it's yeah. like this is what happens when you move to Cali yeah it makes you soft it definitely does so you know but I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it real and keeping my you know my my, my hoodies on too um but man hey it's an honor to have you guys on a podcast on the show um I want to I kind of want to dig in I was like okay what, what am I going to talk about today because we can go a long ways but uh for for both of you um obviously you have different stories man like the what you know what did boxing you know, it's going 10,000 foot view, but the the different journeys that you went through, um, how does it relate to life and what did you get out of it, man? Because for me, as you know, I, I tell this story, basketball saved my life. I was a knucklehead kid. I was doing organized crime. If it wasn't for basketball, um, I, I don't know what would have happened, number one. But number two, you know, all these lessons from ball helped me be a much better business owner. You know, right. leadership, work ethic, because I wasn't really <laughs> genetically gifted, um, you know, being being a leader and learning to be a leader as I was a team captain and all these different things, I go back and I go like, man, like I'm successful in some ways now because of the things that I did from ball. Yeah. But um, I'll you know I'll, and I'll start with you too, Tony. Like, what you know? I mean, obviously the journey took you here, but um, what are those things you look back? You go like, man, like here's like these principles that I've I've carried over into life that have been so valuable. Yeah. So it's funny that boxing is kind of navigated me full life to where I am right now. And when I first went into the gym, I never thought I would be a boxer or my life would be all about boxing. But it, it literally is. It's all that I do and all that I, not all that I know, but uh, all that I focus my time and energy on is is boxing. Um, and yeah, the lessons that it's, it's carried over into everyday life is the hard work and the dedication that goes into being a boxer 
or an athlete, a basketball player, you know, when I got forced to retire from boxing, it was, life was simple. All I had to do was switch focus from putting all the hard work, dedication to have the success that I had in boxing into something else. And that just went through the roof. So you think how, how much work you've got to put in to have the success that I had in in the sport, right? Well, actually, I, I wanted to ask you that. From this, I love this conversation, by the way. Um, you know, how many years, and just tentatively, how many, you know, hours you were doing right. to get, you know, before you even went to, for instance, the Olympics uh, and going pro. Like, I, I, I want to personally even know how much work was put in years-wise, yeah. hours-wise, yeah. to get there. What's, what's crazy is when I was 16 years old, I was the champion of England, and I got put on an eight-year training program for the 2008 Olympics. So, so you're saying the eight-week training programs are a little short? Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, then it wasn't just like, I'm 16, my end goal, or my goal is the Olympics, uh, and I'm just working towards that. In them eight years, there was a hundred different short-term goals. And each one, it might have been a European championship. It might be a, a dual international against England versus France. It might have been the world championships. It might be the national championships. You've had all, had all of these, they're not small goals, the big goals, but you had all these goals on the way to the ultimate goal. Now, without all of them goals to the ultimate goal, I would never have made that ultimate goal because I would have got disheartened and bored. You know what I mean? So you're not just training for the Olympics, you're training for all these other little tournaments uh, all these other tournaments, not little big tournaments along the way. And that kept you motivated and kept you, you know, hungry for this big goal. Um, and yeah, working so many hours, dedicating my full life, you know, sacrificing friendships, sacrificing school, education, didn't go to the school prom, sacrificing holidays with my friends, not drinking alcohol, not being with girls, well, I didn't sacrifice that that much. <laughs> uh, not fully, not fully. <laughs> <laughs> we creepy laugh. <laughs> no, I did. Like, <laughs> sacrificed so much for the for, for the for the goal to get the Olympics, and and that's what you've got to do for success. You know, make sacrifices. And but when, when you were the champion in the UK, when did you start boxing? I started boxing when yeah, I was ten years old. I became champion when I was thirteen years old. I was the champion of the UK. Got picked for England when I was fifteen years old. I took to Russia, fight England versus Russia as a fifteen-year-old kid from the northeast of England. Didn't know what was happening, uh, and then come back. Got selected for the European Championships at sixteen. Won a gold medal. The champion of England as champion of Europe as a sixteen-year-old, and then that was when they like selected me and other people from the UK for this eight-year training program, and it wasn't. You know, once you've selected for this program, you're on it for eight years. No, you had to keep up your performance. There's always people coming from behind, like like the the number two at your weight category, wanting to get that number one spot. So you always had to be ahead of your game. You know, this this you know what? Um, there's this is an interesting question too for me. You guys both both heard of the passion hypothesis? No, it's from um Cal Newport talks about it, right? Like people think that, um. You know, you do something, you're like, oh, I'm really passionate about it. You know, yeah. and because of that, you started doing more of it. That was not my experience with basketball. I sucked. It made me angry. People would make fun of me, so I'd practice more, right? And and then as I got better, I actually started loving the sport. I want to, you know, for both of you, but like, was that, you know, where you like go to first boxing practice? Like, oh, I love this. I want to do this. 
or or were the, was there another reason that you kept going? Yeah. It's like when you're not good, I, because I I truly believe in them that this um that it doesn't work that way. The better you get, the more passionate you become about stuff, right. and you got and you got to go through the you know the shitty, not that great part, yeah. which I think a lot of people get stuck on. They go like, oh man, like. I don't feel like super in love with this. I'll just quit, which is why people keep quitting and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was always good and I was like, I was knocking people out when I was 15 years old. I punched really hard. I, I know. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> as you've just found yeah, out there yeah. half an hour ago, look. Uh, no, I, 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 could, I could, I was really strong, really punched really hard. And because I was so good and I was having so much success, I continued doing it. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I if I was keep feeling and keep losing all the time. I wasn't on the England team. I wasn't winning national titles. I honestly I don't know if I would have continued doing it. But because I was good and I was like the best, you know, it was great. And I was keep winning. See, the thing is, I'm like trying to extract the lesson always. You know what I mean? Like, be good, keep going. Uh, but it, but the thing is, I, you know, I I truly but there's actually for if anybody wants to read this book, you'd you'd love both of you guys would love this. It's called the Goldmine Effect. It's like. Um, Basically, you know, why are these gold mines, you know, in Kenya of runners, um, in Brazil of soccer? And it's fascinating because in Brazil, the kid from the favela will have 10,000 hours of soccer by the time they're 13 years old, wow. you know, playing with no shoes. Yeah. So, and, and it's like not non organized, right? It's like they're practicing, they're playing. And it's just lifestyle. Yeah, it's just lifestyle. It's just, and you're kind of forced to do it because it's like, okay, do you work for the, the, the drug lords or do you go try to make it out of soccer, right? Uh, and have these great examples, but. Um, you know, my person, even though you're like, hey, I was good at it, I was punching people hard and it's like, I felt good, so I'm going to keep yeah. going. I always tell people like, look, you know, you should for a while keep going regardless because if when, when you feel better, it's, it's just like the, you know, we're talking about the classes, the boxing ring classes. You guys do such a great job of, you know, somebody that is not necessarily good at boxing. We were talking about it yesterday, right? You can tell like these this person's never done it. And they do you give them some coaching and they do a little better and, and you're like, oh, that's, you know, that's amazing. It's so much better. So much improvement, yeah. right? That person's like, yeah. yeah. So even though it's like it went from shit to suck, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. it's it's better. And then they go like, man, I like that. We'll come back next time. Yeah. So if you, just you feel a little bit of progress, like even if you're not that great, like it makes you keep going, you know, yeah. and you keep building on that. Keep, yeah. And I kind of see, see the same thing with, with content. Because now, uh, I focus my time on YouTube and creating content. It's like, you know, you're not going to be good on creating your first video or your 10th video as long as you just get that little bit of progress every single time and get better and better each time. You know, eventually you will get good at it. Yeah. The consistency of doing it. And with that as well, what disheartens a lot of people on the content side of things is they'll, they'll post 50 different videos and they'll be getting 10 views. And they'll be like, oh, I'm putting all this time, energy, effort into this, and I'm not growing, my phone's not growing, you know, maybe this is not for me. And what I say is, you're just one piece of content away from a change in your full life. Mm. You really are. Everyone's just one piece of maybe a, a graphic, a, a video from everything changing. And that happened with me, with me YouTube. One video changed everything. Up until then, I wasn't getting many views but if i quit and i stopped because i wasn't very good at youtube you know i wouldn't have seen the end result and yeah i think it would be the same with boxing as well if you're talking about fighting or, or anything or basketball you never know how good you might get if you if, if you quit mm. 
that's I mean the, the, the whole point of like and I think that that frame helps right hey maybe it's 101 maybe it's the 200th piece of like yeah. maybe it's too right but as you go like ah the next one's gonna be I'm gonna keep making it better but the next one might be the one right. and you just keep going and it's like in that process of course you get better of course you, you get more yeah. views and you get more like, of everything right like if so, if someone said to you you're gonna you're gonna post a hundred videos and your hundred and and ten or you're gonna post 99 videos and your 99th video that's the one that is gonna go viral and change everything the other 98 you're gonna feel you will be so excited to post these videos. You, you'll be feel, trying to get the 99 ASAP. Yeah, yeah, you'll be yeah. happy to feel because you knew when you got there, yeah. that's what's going to explode. And that's true. You are. It might be the 99th video. It might be the 599th video when we're talking about content. I would drift off the subject here a, yeah, a yeah. bit. But uh, yeah, you've just got to keep putting it out there. That's great, man. I like that. I, actually, I want to I go to Glenn too and go, I, I want to know your like, what was your sticking point where you figured that out as far as like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing this because I want to get great at it on the, on, on the boxing side. Yeah. Well, like, but with boxing for me, I just loved watching it. Like I was just obsessed with watching it and really into it as a sport. And then I was like, right, if I'm going to like, I need, I need to try this. Like, I want to see what it feels like. And then I was like, wow, this is amazing. It felt like, like this is made for me. But uh, same as what you were saying with the basketball, it's like my only goal at the beginning was like, I want to be able to walk into a boxing gym and just like go and train and look like I know what I'm doing. I don't want to, that's all I wanted was just that that feeling of confidence that I, I can walk into like a, a gym. A, a beginner in that. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I realized very quickly it's going to take me a long time to get to that point. I'm going to have to go every single day. I'm going to have to do this day in, day out, and I'll just stick with it. And just, and Going back to the consistency point, I think you're only going to be consistent if you're enjoying it. And if you're enjoying it and you know you're kind of starting to progress and you feel like, oh, I'm pretty good at this pretty quick or you pick things up and you're coachable, then that's kind of a recipe for success to maybe go and do it as a career. And um, yeah, so for me, it was just get a coach, go every day, find friends that love it and just immerse myself in it. And that's that's what I did. I just, so really, like, man, it's, you make good points because you kind of made your environment yeah. be something that, that drives you to be better. Yeah, I, I was right. fortunate because I wasn't, I, I kind of got out of a career and then had time on my hands. And I was like, right, what am I going to do? So I was a little bit stressed in terms of like finances and I'm like, we're not really doing anything career-wise right now, but I had time. So I just was like, right, I'm just going to live like an athlete, wake up, run five miles every day, get down the boxing gym, train, go and train with my trainer, do strength and conditioning. Just, that's all I cared about. And then if I wasn't doing it, I'd be on watching YouTube videos, watching boxers train, learning about boxers train, buying magazines. I was just obsessed with it. And I just loved it so much and I loved learning. And I was like, whoa, I think this is like what I really, I really want to try and do something with this. But I was just like, where do I start? How do I do this? Like, this isn't going to be a career. It's just something that I like. So I'm like, right, still got to get a job. Um, but then shortly around that time when I was like really into it, that's when I met Tony and then he was like, oh, coming up with these boxing classes. And he was the one that encouraged me to, for the first time to get on the coaching side, put the mitts on and start helping with, with the coaching bit. And then that's when I was like, wow, I can like show people all this passion and knowledge I've built up. And, and it's I'm kind of like what I was coaching. saying about tri tri putting your time and energy into, into something else. It's going to have success that like you were obsessed with boxing and doing it yourself. You put that obsession into coaching and helping people and understanding 
the coaching side of it and the, the psychological side of coaching and all of that. And that's when your personal coaching business just went flying through the roof. Yeah, it's just like the rewards that you get from stuff. So it's like the rewards from boxing. It's like, right, I've, I've improved my self-esteem. I've built my confidence. I feel, you know, faster, sharper, more exposed, whatever. And then it's like, I started to get that from coaching too. It's like starting to see people lose weight, gain more confidence. And it's all because of what I've given them. I'm like, whoa, that's a huge it's like in, reward. I'm, and I'm, then I'm, that becomes addictive. You like, oh, I just yeah, want to help that, more that, and more that was, people. That was what pulled me in. Right? Coaching was like, yeah, yeah. So legitimately, then you, that was the big thing. Yeah, that's huge. And then so then you're like, wow, I'm really important to these people. And then they're like, you know, inviting you to their weddings or like giving you Christmas presents and inviting you to, you're like, whoa, I've changed people's lives. It starts to hit you. Like, I'm changing lives. And then with the academy that we have, we've traveled the world the last five years teaching other coaches how to do it. And then the same thing, it's like, all right, I've, I've impacted these people personally. Now I'm impacting coaches who are then going to influence more people. So it's like you're helping more people even more, right? So if I help one coach and then he goes and help changes five lives and then 10 people come to our course and then they all go and change five lives. It's like, it's just kind of multiplying. Yeah, and then just seeing the result, the, the response from coaches being like, wow, we've launched a career after taking your course or I've opened a gym and I've done this. And I'm just like, it's, it blows me away. I'm like, whoa, that's See, insane. But this, is, this is what I'm really intrigued by. You know, boxing versus coaching, right? Because you guys know this too, right? Like you have great boxers that are not great coaches. Yeah, matter of fact, yeah. I would, I'd probably say it like leans towards that side because I, I think there's coaching is a skill set. Totally. And, um, you know, I go same things for, for, for high-level athletes. I mean, I, you know, I, I got to a pretty high level, but I would say just being good at that doesn't, doesn't transfer over to just, you know, uh, being a great coach. I, I actually want to dive in. what Because this is very relatable in boxing and fitness. I mean, honestly, like even just running the classes and the stuff that we were talking about. What do you think are the top characteristics? So if you look at, you know, your, yourselves as coaches and the best coaches that you had under you or that you've coached that now run, you know, gyms in the program, what are the things that you see and you're like, yo, th these, these are the things that are stand out that tell me this is going to be yeah. a great coach. I just want to see what you said there was great about just because you were a high level athlete, it doesn't mean you can coach that. And we've worked with thousands of fitness professionals over the years. And we find that a personal trainer or a fitness professional can teach boxing for fitness way better than a boxer former boxer can teach boxing for fitness because they know how to talk to people. They know how to relate to people where former boxers don't. And we've educated both. And I've, I've the gyms that we've had in uh, Los Angeles, we've hired both. We've hired former boxers to teach boxing for fitness and fitness professionals to teach boxing for fitness. I would much rather have the fitness professional and our Glenwood as well learn how to teach boxing for fitness and teach it because of them reasons there, you know. That's, it's it's hilarious. Like I was, I was just talking, I had a, uh, Mike Ball on the podcast and he was like, I don't hire bodybuilders. I don't hire super high level elite athletes. I don't, right? Because it, I've just found that they're not nearly as good at coaching than some coaches yeah. that become really good at like helping people to have that, um, you know, uh, Danny Meyer calls it the hospitality reflex, you know, service interest, good communicators, right? But it's, 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 it's interesting to hear and I think powerful to hear you kind of find the same way that sometimes you have to um, almost unlearn yes. to then relearn. Yeah. Right? Then when somebody's a sponge, like for instance, for example, right? Like somebody goes to your certification, but it's like they don't have um, 
I maybe they have a little bit of a base of, of boxing, but like they don't have anything else. But you're a sponge. Yeah. Right. It's like now, but the thing is, you're picking up how to teach it, but you're picking up how to teach it through great coaching. Yeah. And you're going to be, you're, you're going to run better classes, better one on ones, better everything. Like you make more money, right? Because it's because people want to come back and coach with you because you make them feel better. You make them feel like they're progressing. Like you're likable, important thing. Like if, you, if you're a dick, nobody wants to come, you know, it's like yeah. great boxer, dickhead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, oh, there's plenty yeah. of them. Don't worry about oh, plenty of them, right? <laughs> but, um, now, see, oh. this, if, if I try to teach a middle aged lady, middle aged man, kid, if I try to teach someone how my coach taught me, they would never come back for fitness. Come on, Tony, keep your fucking hands up and slap us across the head. Like, <laughs> if I imagine I do that with one of these lawyers in, 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 yeah. in Los Angeles, yeah. like, whoa, 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 you can't do it. So you've got to understand, you know, how to, how to teach people for fitness and it's two completely different things. Yeah, there's a lot of emotional intelligence to coaching, as we know, which a lot of people coming from the boxing world don't really have. But just to quickly go back, like you got a picture of Michael Jordan right there and it's like one of the greatest athletes of all time. Like, you know, uh, it's like, I think a lot of pro athletes and really successful athletes who've been in that sport for a long time, they're not going through that sport going, dissecting what they're doing or dissecting why they're so talented or what the movement patterns are or anything like that or like how, why, how and why am I doing this? They're not doing that. They're just being told what to do and executing, coached, execute, coach, execute, right? And there's very few uh, pro athletes who go through that career and are able to analyze why they're good and what makes this team great or whatever and have that kind of uh, thought pattern. I think Tony has that. And then there's very few people that go through professional sports careers that are able to step back at the end of the career and be like, I did this this way because of this and this. And they can look back on it. And then that's what will make them a good coach in the future because they're able to process why things were successful. Whereas I think a lot of athletes just don't even think about it. Yeah. They just execute and then they come out of it and then retire and then you wouldn't even have a clue. Like, why were you so good, Michael? It's like, oh, I could just jump really high and my coach told me what to do. It's like, you know, you got no chance being a coach. I mean, it's, it's that saying, like, you know, you connect the knots looking backwards, not forward. But, you know, looking backwards, I mean, think about what, when you went from pro to coach. Yeah. So what were the obstacles? And then, like, what were the obstacles? And how did you go, like, oh, shit, I, I, I can't do the things the way that I was doing them. I got to yeah. coach people to keep coming yeah. back to make money. Like, right, well... Before I start, I just want to see what Glenn just said there. You know, I, I'm, I understand way more about boxing now than when I was boxing because I coach it and I, and I, and I break things down and I, like, oh, that's, that's why you do that. What, yeah, oh, yeah. that's why I've been doing that all my time. Yeah, and you then know? you're like, oh, in that, like, in that, that fight in 2006 when I did that, that's why I was doing it. That's yeah, why yeah. I knocked him out because yeah. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. I wish I knew that. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, and then, then the obstacles going from, from a pro boxer to to keep teaching boxing for fitness, it was e a little bit of ego. You know, I remember going into the first gym I worked at, and I was seeing these trainers teaching boxing for fitness, and they were killing it, and they were doing it incorrect. I'm like, how the fuck's that guy getting all these clients, making all that money? Look, he's not even doing this. The clients not even bringing the hand back to the face. The clients not. And I was really negative towards them, rather than like seeing, well, if I've done that. Doing? Yeah, yeah. But, and then seeing how they tipped speaking to people. And then I learned and soon thought like it's mostly it's not about them looking like a million dollars. It's about them enjoying the session, having a great workout and learning some boxing in that order. And enjoying you as a person. Oh, that's yeah. great. Like say that again. What, what's the yeah. order? So that's the, the order is for anyone, whether it's boxing or coming to your gym, Luca, yep. 
is if someone comes to you for training, the number one thing they've got to get out of that session is enjoyment. Because if they don't enjoy the session, they're not coming back. They're not telling their friends. They're not posting on social media. They might have the best workout in the world. They might be exhausted or they might be doing boxing training looking like Floyd Mayweather. But if they don't enjoy it, they're not coming back. So the number one thing is enjoyment. And then they're coming to you for a, for a workout. So the number two thing is to have a great workout, right? They need to have that great workout. And the number three thing is they'll learn something new, where in our case, it's boxing. So if they learn, learn how to, you know, box better, you know, that's it. I could spend one hour right now with you, Luca. You've got a good job, but I could perfect your job in one hour, right? And if you were the general public coming in, you will be bored after five minutes. Like, this is all I'm going to do, work on this job. You'll be bored, right? So you wouldn't want to come back. It's took the fun out of the session. It's also took the work out of the session. Rather than giving you a one-two rule, two hook two, learning a longer combination than that, what's not perfect, but you're enjoying it because now you're rolling out the way of what you might think is a punch coming at you. And also you form more punches so you're getting a better workout. You know, little psychology tricks like that is what is why we've had so much success in this boxing fitness space. And that's the sort of things that we teach people when they're trying to teach, learn how to teach boxing. Man, that's, I think that, I hope that we got, doesn't got to cut this part out because it, it, this goes for, I think, you know, fitness, boxing, obviously, uh, a mix of it is what you Yeah, guys, you said cut this part out for a, for a clip. Correct. No, not, 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 not cut it out because it was shit. You didn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. horrible. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. No, 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 because it's that important because you have, um, it, and, I, and I, I can think about back in the day being like that. Like, it's got to be, you know, like I'm so good at this shit. Like, it's got to be so amazing. But it, it's like, listen, if you can't, you know, who's going to be more successful? from a results perspective, right? They love your class. Somebody is teaching the details so much, so crazy, so in depth, and they'll be there for three sessions. But yeah. they'll be there for 200 sessions because they keep enjoying it. Right. Over 200 sessions, and you have small incremental progress, that person is going to be, you know, lose weight, be more confident, better conditioning, better body, whatever, all, better confidence, right? Improve. Then the person is like, yeah, I taught them th three sessions so dialed in, and they just weren't committed, Shit. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Or, Fucking clients, you it, was know, their, it, was their, it was their fault. I'm the yeah. best coach. I know I teach. Like, exactly I it. teach this shit so well. It's, they're they're just yeah. not committed. So yeah. our our goal when someone comes to us, especially for the first time, our number one goal is to get them to come in again. Yes, because it's our business, but as well, they come into us because they want to work out. They might be suffering from anxiety, depression. They might want to lose weight, and if they don't come back, we kind of disservicing them. So how do we get them to come back by them enjoying the session? So their boxing form and technique doesn't have to be perfect that first session. They need to enjoy it. The next session they come back, then we can tighten that up a little bit. We can tighten up because we know now they've enjoyed the session. Mm -hmm. And then over time, like you said, we can get them them results. They'll be able to get better at boxing over time. But if that first session, we're trying to be perfectionists, we're trying to make sure they've got a perfect job, they're, they're bringing the hands back perfectly to the face, they're probably not going to come back. So we've disserviced them. Let's get them back in the gym. Let's earn more money as fitness professionals, but also let's help this person who's coming to us for help. Yeah, you well. got to get the buy-in first. Yeah. Actually, I want to go back to like when you guys like started. Because I, 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 the conversation, I think that's when, when people listen to, um, you know, any type of episodes, it's really, it's inspiring. It can be like inspiration, aspirational to be like, oh man, like I want to be like these guys, right? They're, where they are. But... I'm trying to dig back to like when you guys started, some of the obstacles that you had, right? It wasn't just smooth as butter. 
like what made you know box and burn successful but the thing is what, what were you, what were the things that you were running into like the lessons that you were learning systems was number one i think like i think that was the biggest uh challenge like it was very popular from the beginning before we even had the facility so at the beach more and more people come in every week where it's like wow this is growing then but but you did it i'm gonna stop it that's important you guys yeah. started on the beach start on the beach donation only boot camp no, not making any money man see i've related right we've been doing shared boot camps for 40 right, years yeah, yeah. donation only boot camp doing it because we love it just like once a week or start doing no we were doing it like exactly. five times a week yeah. like oh, wow. every day wow. yeah because we knew we wanted to open up a facility uh, if we found one, okay. So we did that just to, you know, we'd have a facility just to, just to get, the, get the foot on the like, line, yeah. I, I, I thought that was important, though. Yeah. But it it was like if you think about it now, it's a little bit like embarrassing considering like you see gyms open now and it's like Instagrammable from the start and there's lots of money behind it and there's systems and there's tech and all this and it's like this was started in 2012, so it's 10 years ago. Empty warehouse. We had a handful of medicine balls, handful of dumbbells. Some some boxing gloves and jump ropes and some mitts, right? Just I mean, part of it because it's like you guys didn't have money. Pretty much nothing, nothing. Yeah. yeah. And then the and then, it. but people loved it. We would set up circuits. We would have mitt mitt work. We had, didn't even have heavy bags yet, and um, it was just we'd program the workouts, and then it would be like 15, 20, 30, 40, and then. Within six months, it was like 50, 60 people showing up for classes. But to answer your question about the obstacles, it was just like, we didn't have any front desk people. We didn't have any way to check in. They was writing a name on a piece of paper. Um, we had no like real sales system or anything like that. It was just really, really raw and organic. Just let's get this thing going. But when and then you... over time it starts to, right, now we've got some money, now we can hire somebody to sit at the front desk for a few hours. and. You know that kind of. And it's, but what did you like? For instance, like th th this is like always interesting. When you did that, like, what was your main like focus? It was all about giving the clients a great workout. Right. Yeah. All about I, it was all about them giving them a great service where we would have hand wraps rolled up, washed for them for when they come in, and we didn't charge them for that. We never had gloves. Yeah, we give you some gloves to use as well, and we really over delivered on the workouts. But at the time, we didn't even know what over-delivering was. We just did what we did. Yeah, and just being yeah. nice to people and learning names, using names, and just making them feel like as soon as you get done with work, this is where they want to be at. As soon as before you go to the office in the morning, this is where you want to come, right? Um, and just, yeah. I've it, never been a fan of... It's a great community. I've never been a fan of the way so, lots of gyms run, where they've got like enrollment fees to come to my gym. And then you've got, oh, you want to sign up? Well, you need to have a three-month contract, a six-month contract. Yeah, this much down payment, and you've got the sleazy salesman trying to, to sell it. Now, that was up, that was then. Now I understand all of that side a bit more and understand why people do it. But then I was like, now, nah, fuck that. You know, you want to come? It's, it's this much a month. That's it. You want you want to cancel? Yeah, cancel. It's month. Everything's month to month. Just come. There's your gloves. We give you everything, and you know, you get your best workout ever. It's really easy. And, and that simple. was it. it was really, people loved it. Loved it, and that built that that loyalty, built that community, uh, because people seen that we weren't doing this to try and get rich quick or or anything like that, you know. And it worked. There's, it's like two things that kind of stand out to me, and it's the things I keep learning after being in business for such a long time. But it's number one, you didn't all the other stuff wasn't in place. You probably didn't even know how to do like shit. How do we build these systems? What do we do, yeah. right? But when you focused on the client and experience and the community, like. It's just like, holy shit, we're going for 15 to 20 to 30 to 40 people. Yeah. Well, it's growing. People want to keep coming back. So it's like that, that should be the goal always. 
right? Yeah. And, and then once you do it for a while, this is what I've found too, right? And it's happened to me too, where it's like, you do it for a while and you focus on marketing and you know, you're trying to fix up all these things and the systems and, and, and you stop focusing, you know, you, you maybe are like, oh, I'm just going to let it cruise. You stop focusing on that, which is always making it better. Like if you can always keep the, the focus on, keep that experience amazing, like your business will do pretty damn good. Now, of course, marketing and sales are important. Systems are important. Absolutely. But I think that people can kind of veer away from that over time. You know, I call it, it's like the law to slide edge. You know, it's like, it, it's so little, you know, you come a little later, yeah. you, you don't, you know, you don't greet your clients with as much enthusiasm because yeah. now you're, you're a little better off, whatever, right? Systems are in place. And it's just like, you know, a year later, it's just not the same service. Right. right? Yeah. I think, I think um, as well, like d- delivering customer service and a good experience, building a culture and a community is very hard to learn how to do that and very hard to pull it off. I think that just comes from having passion and loving what you're doing and being a, a nice person and just, you know, just being decent. That's what creates that. Learning how to do email marketing, learning how to put a point of sale system in place, learning how to client retention, email marketing, all that, all that can be learned. And that's, you know, it's like you can go online and teach yourself how to do that. You can hire people to do that kind of stuff. You can't really hire people to be the face of your gym and implement it how you want. You can, but it's like, for us, it was just, we, like Tony said, we, people just loved that the, the three of us were there and with a smile on our face, loved teaching boxing and putting them through good workouts. And yeah, the rest can kind of be learned, you know? It's a, I, I love that you're saying it because like Danny Meyer has this, you know, 51 er rule. It's like you, you can teach the technical aspects, but it's like if you're not a person that has empathy and compassion, is a hard worker, a team player, doesn't, you know, wants curiosity, wants to get better, it's hard to teach that. Right, so you kind of need the like if you have that, you can learn everything. Yeah. It's, it's, I always I feel like it's so so great because if you have that, then take a you know system like Tony Jeffries Connect or the boxing stuff that you guys teach, and it's just like, dude, I will, I will teach you this stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, are you are you gonna show up and people are like, oh, this person wants to be here. Right. Yeah. Like they're here for us. They're excited to see us, man. Because I've seen that. Like when you come in and it's like. I'm here, you know, because I'm making my buck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing worse than that. Like, if, and I don't care what the service is, right? It's like, it, it could be massage. It could be like um, training or boxing, whatever. You're like, you look at the, you can the feel person. It. Oh, you can feel it. It's like, they're, they're just going through their emotions. It's going through emotions. It's yeah, like, yeah. You're just not going to feel the same way. Yeah. Have, you know, have you noticed this? If you go to a facility, my, not, not doesn't have to be a gym. It could be a restaurant or or. Uh, uh, hair, hairdressers, you don't do, you don't know the hairdressers, Luca. Uh, <laughs> could be, it could be a massage parlor, a, a beauty salon, whatever it might be. You can always tell who the owner is, where they're like, "Oh, hi, how are you?" And they've got that passion, and they're really passionate about it. We, we were in Australia, and we were like, there was a woman serving us in this restaurant. And we were like, she's so passionate. She's got to be the owner. She's got to be the owner. So I asked her, I was like, you're the owner of this place, right? Oh, no, I'm just working here. And like, wow, she's the best employee ever. Because, um, you know, it's really, really hard to get these ear players when they don't own, own the facilities. But I also think it's very naive to expect people who you're employing or working within your business to have the same level of passion yeah. that you're going to have for it. Yeah, it's exactly. never going to happen. And I think that's a lesson learned as well. Like in the beginning, it was like yeah. hiring coaches and stuff. 
and we'd hire someone and we'd expect them to just like love it as much as us and have the same passion and be like, this is the greatest thing. And then three months down the line, it's like, oh yeah, they'd show up for the classes and then they drift so, off. You're like, see, why do you not get it? Why do you not get it? And you're like, well, they didn't do what we did. But it's the cheat code though. See, I, I believe it's the cheat code. So, in, you know, we just talked about Mark Megna and you guys may be going down anatomy. Um, but, you know, Mark was uh, at Equinox, I think, for like nine years. And he would, you know, pick the trash up off the floor always, this, that, the other, you know. And then one of the clients that he was training, I definitely hope I'm not getting this story wrong, but, you know, ended up going into partnership with Mark to open anatomy. You know, and everybody's like, no, you should open your own thing. He's like, oh, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. But he, but he had, he came there as if it was his business, right? And brought that fire and energy right. and clean it up and like, you know, as if it's my own business because you're like, well, one day I'll have my own business. And here, this is why I think it's the cheat code because when people operate like that, right? And you go like, well, when I have my own business, then I'll really put in a full effort. No, you won't. Because, because the thing is, is you're practicing right now how you're going to operate, right? So yeah. oh, for five years, I don't have my own business and I'm going to kind of, you know, give my six out of 10, five out of 10. You can't just turn it on. You're practicing the skill set, right? Yeah, and I think that's point. where... Um, if you behave that way, yeah. like, you know, and you want to have your own business one day, you will if you operate like that somewhere this else. Is, this, you know this, I mean? this, sorry, go on. No, it's, I just wanted to make that point because I think, I think it's the cheat code where most people don't do it, but it's the but biggest it's opportunity. It's so hard to find them, people. Like, oh, it's, 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 it's especially in the modern day climate, like yeah. with, with the way it is now, and especially the, the city, we're, we're in Los Angeles, California, there's a lot of affluence. Oh, yeah. But um, that's how I attacked it from day one. I was like, I, I just couldn't believe that I'm like, I'm in a boxing fitness class and someone's going to pay me a little bit of money to just catch punches. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Because I've come from a working class town in England where it's just like you work your ass off for 12 hours getting your hands dirty and it's just like crap money at the end of it, right? So I had like that, this is an absolute honor to be able to do this. It still still feels like that. That's never going to go away for me. I'm, I always feel so privileged to do what I do. Um, but it's just... Um, I attacked it from day one like it was my business. It wasn't. It was Tony and Kevin's gym. I was just the first coach there, and I just gave it everything. See? But I treated ding, it ding. like yeah, you know I, I treated it like mine, and I have still have so much love and passion and pride for that for that gym and that brand and everything that it's given us with the academy and all the licensing and everything. But those opportunities to start the certification with Tony, to start the licensing with Tony, to do it, the, to have the clientele that I've got. Um, those are results of attacking it like it was my business. So if there's any advice I can give to any coaches or anyone working inside somebody else's business, listening to this or watching this, I'd say like, no matter where you're at, if you're on the front desk, if you're cleaning, if you're you know, one of the coaches, whatever level you're at in that facility or company, approach it with passion and hard work. Give it everything you've got. Have pride in your work and attack it like it's yours. Whatever your role it is, it's your role. It's your thing. And from that, you'll get noticed. People will be like, yeah. that guy works hard. That guy's always on time. That guy's it's always showing up. That guy goes above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it starts. And, and going back to it, we, we struggled to find coaches that would do that. And we try and instill that in them in meetings and team leader meetings and all this, you know, team bonding stuff. Some would get it, some wouldn't. And the ones that didn't would always have an eye over the shoulder. Like, why has that guy done that? Like, why is, why is Glenn traveling the world with Tony on this academy? And like, I, I, I want to do that. Like, why do they get the opportunities? And like, well, attack it like it's your own and show up on time, go above and beyond and we'll bring you in. 
you know, we'll make you family. You can be with us forever. You know, they've always had that that attitude, but it's just. You know, like, you, you guys hear this a lot, right? I'm going to piggyback on this, but um, it's like, know your, like, know your own value, right? And because you hear that a lot now, like, yeah. know your worth, yeah. you know, like, no, give me. And I'm like, uh, hashtag show your worth. You know what I'm saying? Like, like show, like, there's no, if you show value and you keep doing it consistently, it's impossible to not get noticed. That's the key, the consistency. And, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. and, and especially in this day and age, it's like, if you keep showing up and going above and beyond, well, there's actually two things happening. Let's say that you have a shitty boss, right? And those those around, don't get me wrong, oh, yeah. right? And they don't, like, even though you're doing so much, even though they're not, not recognizing you, you're building skill sets and you're building a standard of how you operate. And you go somewhere else and you'll crush it, right? If that's, if you, if it's truly not. But the thing is, but you have to consistently for a while show the worth, right? Now I, I'm seeing a lot of, I don't know if you guys see the same thing. I'm just saying what I, and again, it's, it's not, Everybody, but a lot, I would say, unfortunately, the average, where it's like, sure, I'm, I'll do this. Um, what I get? Like, give me all these things. I'm like, I don't even know what you can deliver consistently. It's kind of like this, a lot of this, like, self-empowerment, like, um, your mentality, mindset that's put out there. It's like, you can be whatever you want to be, and you, you're the best, and you can go crush it in whatever you want to do, right? And they just miss out that vital uh, point that it's like, uh, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods didn't get to where they're at by because they were just special, right? It's because they've been doing this thing day in, day out, thousands and thousands and hours of repetition and passion over and over and over again to get to that point. And that's what is always missed out with those messages. Yes, you can go and do whatever you want, but guess what? It's going to take you weeks, months, years, repetition, passion, 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 showing up day in, day out, putting the work in, and then you'll get to where you want to be at and that i think that's missed a lot of the time and people are getting that message and they're like oh i just have to oh i got hired at this job and it's like all right now now what and i'm not saying it's like that everywhere we see a lot of that in in, in la but um yeah it's just gotta have that I, yeah caveat I, feel, I feel like people work. are looking for the home run you know it's like like let me get this home run opportunity and when i feel it's that then i'm gonna really give it my all and it's like it just doesn't work that right, way you know just what give me a roll anyway and then no, it'll like, be I, I mean, and like you guys went through all these phases. Like after we started the gym in Slovenia, I came here and started from scratch. You know, so I'm at LA Fitness. I'm in the big box gyms, and I mean, I'm like operating like you know, I'm 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 gonna be the best here. I'm gonna show up and do all these things, and then I go from one place to the next. I show up and do the you know, and it's like years of honestly work that most people wouldn't want to do, but I'm like, okay, well, what are these folks doing? All right, I'm gonna do things so much better and so much differently, and I'm gonna just keep doing them, keep doing them, and guess what? Like. I didn't know, you know, what's email marketing? They don't know shit about that. There was no social media, you know. It was just like, man, that guy, like, he's doing stuff different. Like, his clients are always, like, really happy in different training sessions. They're getting the results, and they're talking about it. And it would organically grow, right? But but you got you to gotta show up and do that every day and not, you know, just like you said, it might be the 100, you know, the 72nd client might yeah. be the one or whatever, right? Like, you have that, like, you know, the next one, the next one, the next one. And if you, if you operate like that, Man, like great things is gonna happen, you know. Um, and but that, you know, here's the thing, because you guys have had this progression of, you know, do the thing and then go teach the thing. Um, what you know, what was the 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 point in time where you go, all right, this is successful. Like, I think we're gonna turn this into, you know, first the certification, yeah. then now the you know, the license, which we'll talk a little bit about because I, I, just from a business perspective, because I mean, obviously we're we're using it at vigor now. 
It's excellent. Like, I mean, I wouldn't even do anything that's not excellent. Like, this shit's excellent. Like, legit excellent, right? Um, but what was the transition where you, where, where you were like, listen, now I'm, we're going to go from being, you know, practitioners and continue to be practitioners, but then be, you know, teachers of, of other coaches. Yeah. Right? So, I was always looking for coaches for Box and Burn. And I called a guy who I know called Amal Easton who's in Denver and he's got a bunch of jujitsu gyms. I said, Amal, how do you, how do you get all your coaches? Like we, we getting them and we're losing them and that's stopping on and it's really hard to find passionate people. He said, I created a certification course for jujitsu and I invited all my members and my members come, took the course and from them, I kind of picked the best ones out because our members are passionate about jujitsu already and they know what a good class is and what a bad class is. I went, oh, that's a great idea. He said, yes, you should do a certification course for boxing. I said, oh, I think I will. He went, will you? I was like, uh, yeah, I think I will. He went, when? I'm like, I've not really spoke to this guy before much on the phone. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get around. He went, announce that you're going to do it in six weeks. I'm like, what? He went, when you come off the phone to me, announce that you're going to do it in six weeks. I'm like, six weeks? He went, are you going to do it? I'm like, yeah. He went, announce that you're going to do it in six weeks. And why? He went, because then you'll do it. I'm like, all right then. Come off the phone, Glenn. Start speaking to Glenn. Glenn said, that's a great idea. Let's announce it. I'm like, all right. Six weeks, we're doing a boxing certification course. Shit. We've got, no, <laughs> we've got nothing prepared for this. Anyway, that six weeks give us the time to come up with the curriculum. More than enough time. But what he done there, he put the pressure on. He said, you're going to do it? Well, fucking do it then. Don't just hang around and procrastinate. That's funny. That um, was just a, a random dude that you talked to for the first time. I mean, yeah. not random. But like, no, I've, I've, yeah. I've met him before, but I've yeah. hardly ever spoke to him on the phone. But the way he was like, well, well, announce it then. I'm like, uh, all right, man. I was like, <laughs> a bit intimidated. All right. So we did it. We announced it. Six weeks later, uh, we've, we've put the curriculum together. We've created booklets and we've done our very first certification course. And we invited all the members. Uh, we were charging like, I think it was $95 for the course at the time. Wow. Uh, which is really low compared yeah, for, for, for one full day. And the course went great. We hired a couple of people from it, but we invited people from the outside as well. And they were coming and they were like, yeah, this is amazing. And like coaches, then we were like, we've just absolutely loved it. We've done another one and then another one and it was getting bigger and more popular. And then it was like, this is the best thing ever. Because now, like Glenn mentioned, we train people one-on-one -on -one, or it might be a group class setting so we can have an impact on that one person's life or 20 people in the class, 30 people, whatever it is. But now we're helping these coaches having a massive impact on their lives because now they can generate more revenue in their in their field, whether, whether they're a personal trainer or they want to get out of their dead-end job and they're passionate about boxing, they want to start teaching boxing or they want to open a gym. Now we can help them do that and they're going to then help hundreds of more people so we have an impact on more more and more people that way and then obviously it blew up our personal brands blew up and that continued to grow and now we've worked with over 3500 coaches or fitness professionals certified them from around the world travel in multiple countries and it's the number one boxing certification course in the world and it's what we both love to do and it's, it's a similar kind of story to the, to the gym as well. We was talking about how it was like really raw and organic and then you start to learn the system. Yeah. Similar with the academy, like you know, that six weeks, quickly, like what are we going to teach? What are we going to do? We got booklets printed that were like this big and we gave them out to everybody. 
And then it's like, that was the first one. And it was like, you know, 15 people or whatever. And most of them were members of the gym. And then it's like, then you start to learn about how do we make this more valuable? How do we give them, you know, backend materials, start creating videos for them to keep learning and all kinds of stuff. And then we just keep, we, we never kind of sit still. We're always like, how can we have more value? How can we have more value? And it just, stuff just build, build, build. A quick question. When, when, did, when would you guys do that first? That was 2015. Yeah, like December by, 2015, I think. By this time, we'd been named number one gym in California for men's fitness with our Box and Burn gym. And we had systems in place that we created for teaching boxing from the, 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 the perfect formula when someone comes in for the first time. How do we teach them from the ground up? How do we coach them in a way where we give them confidence so if they're not doing well, that they're going to come back? So we got the psychological stuff down as well. And that, I mean, people absolutely love that because it's helping them, like I said, you know, have success, help more people, generate more revenue for themselves. And yeah, our, our systems is now it's it's proven with thousands it of people. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the reason too why I say this is because, you know, I, I think there's a natural progression. It's like when you keep improving something and making it better, you get to a point where organically people go, you know, how do you do this? Yeah. And you go like, all right, well, let me, let me, let me teach you. Right. And then right. that becomes a certification and you want to keep making it better, which you guys have. I didn't know. I didn't know you. you I mean, it's been, that's so that's like seven years ago. Yeah. Seven yeah, years like, so ago. Seven years we've been sorry, Wow. COVID, like put a block on it for the, for the year. Um, but yeah, we've, we've been a year and a half. We Yeah. And then we come online with it and we're helping people with the course online so you can do it uh, in person or yeah. online. Multiple levels too. So it was like we started off with a level one course, which was just foundations, fundamentals, ran with that for a couple of years. And then as it got more popular, the common question at the end of every course is like, when's the next, when's, is there a level two? Is there another one? And I want to do more of this. So then we developed a level two course, which helps like build, you know, um, their skill set, like coaching and mitt work and stuff and advance the boxing for their clients. But also um, Tony does a keynote about how to build social media, how to create content. So we started thinking about how can we give them a little bit of a business brain too? Because it's like we want to try and give the coaches everything they need, not just like the hands on stuff, but like teach them how to be a good coach and how to build their brand online and just think outside the box a little bit. So not everyone just naturally thinks of that stuff. So yeah, we developed the level two and then we actually developed a level three a couple of years ago. We've done a handful of those live um, and then uh, taking it online as well. So just keep like, constantly extending the product, expanding the product. Since we did start this, the big question that we got forever is, so how do I teach like multiple people or a group class? How do, how do you do that at Box and Burn? How do you teach these group classes? And that's when our licensing idea came in, where it was like, you know what? Let's let's give them it. We we give them everything else. We give them all our systems, our methods of teaching, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, small group. Let's give them, let's give them the classes. Why not? You know, let's let's have an impact on more people's lives. And like that's kind of our mission to make the world a healthier place through boxing for fitness. Let's do it. So now what we can do is give gyms, like what we've just started in Vigor. The box and burn class, what we've been developing for years now, we can deliver it here, give you all the education, give all your trainers the education, how to teach it successfully. You know, we're not like a lot of businesses who keep their secrets. Oh, this is my secret. This is my way. This is our way. We're the opposite. We're like, no, this is working. We're having success. Seattle, 
we're not a comp- we're not in competition with you. We want you to have success with. We want Perth, Australia, the Netherlands, the guys in England who's got the gym, Chicago, uh, New Hampshire, all these gyms that's getting these classes in now, they're now having loads of success with teaching boxing for fitness. And we're a part of that. So it makes us so proud of what we've achieved. Man, and I can confirm, I, I think it's a couple of things to unpack here is like, I think it's really important for people that are, for, first of all, be great at what you do and stay, stay being great at what you do. Yeah. For a long time, you know, I mean, every story that you hear, it's like with you guys. I mean, and let's not even bring in that, like, obviously the pro component, all those years, but just the coaching, you guys spent years and years and years getting there and then started teaching. And, you know, I, I think that teaching makes you better, right? So if 100%. you teach it, you got to become better at it. So then you go do that. And then there's, you know, you did, you had success in the real world with the clients and then with the business. And then you go like, okay, like now we're going to package this. And like, I, I mean, look, this is, I, I could be biased here, but because I teach a lot of business and everything else, like you guys have legitimately given everything. Yeah. Um, and, and I've, you know, obviously we're using the back end. We see the whole back end, but it's because it's not just, you know, this is such an important part in business. And I, I know in, in boxing, this happens, that happens in fitness. I think it happens even more in like fight training and fight sports. And for instance, boxing, the back end, like yeah. the, you know, essentially like, how do I promote it? How do I market it? How do I launch it? What type of posts? What are the email autoresponders? You know, it's where people get like stuck, but it's like that you guys have the whole back end on that. And, and also the social media part. I did, I did want to touch on this because the, the brand part, you know, you can't, these days it's like you, you can't not pay attention to this. And we were kind of talking about this um, as far as, you know, that there's really successful marketers that used to say, forget about your personal brand. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Um, and now it's like turning around the tunes and going like, hold up, actually, personal brand is really important. And I wanted to touch base on that, just like, you know, kind of like the top, um, because I, obviously you guys share and teach that inside of the, um, I would say the license as well, which is so, so dope. Cause it's like, here's the framework, do this, it'll yeah. work. Like you'll win. Um, but for everybody that's listening, like what are some things that, you know, and obviously um, you've blown up on a lot of different media channels um, that you would go, okay, here's my top three to five things if, that are simple. It's, they're not going to be easy. You're going to have to do the work. But w- when it comes to building personal brand and, you know, of course, you can speak more to some, I would say, platforms than others. But um, just like the general 10,000 foot view, yeah. what's going to get somebody to build a personal brand and, and be uh, in demand and be known and recognized and deliver value to the marketplace. Yeah. The number one thing is consistency. Like I mentioned earlier on, you, you could be about one post away from that going viral and changing everything. Uh, and I understand that to post on social media, it is nerve wracking for a for most people who's not posting. And then you get people thinking, well, I've got to do a video and talk on camera. I can't talk on camera. But you, you don't have to talk on the camera. You can do videos where you're not even speaking and they can go viral as well. There's lots of different methods of, of doing that. But the number one thing is, for most people, is getting over that hurdle of being worried about what people think of you. Now, a great example of this is my wife, who is a nurse nursing for 10 years in their emergency room I start having success on YouTube and I've got a team of people who's helping us I was like Sarah you need to get on YouTube and do videos she's never been on social media in life do videos it's going to be great we can really build a brand of that and she's like not a chance I'm not speaking on camera I'm like no you need to you know we've got everything in place all our equipment everything and she's 
getting really nervous and just thinking about it. And she's like, no, I'm not. I said, why? why? Why would you not do it? Because you know that it could be successful and it could change our lives even more. Why, why, why would you not do it? And she went, I'm just really afraid about what people at work will say about us. I think that they'll slag us off behind my back. They'll say, who does she think she is trying to, you know, do videos on how to get over flu fast or these different medical things. They'll all, they'll all be slagging us off behind my back at work. So I don't want to do it. So when she said that to me, I seen a little red mist and I'm like, ugh. And I said to her, I went, and this is for, goes for anyone out there who's thinking about posting social media, but you're worried about what people think, is if someone you know is going to talk behind your back or give you shit about trying to improve your life or trying to build a brand on social media or don't think you want to do, if someone you know is going to talk bad about you about that, then fuck that person. That is a person that you don't want anywhere near you in your life. If it's not a person that's going to support you for, for whatever you want to do, then yeah, we don't want them in our life, right? And she's like, yeah, no, that, that's that's really true. Obviously, that doesn't get over all our nerves yeah, about yeah. about doing it. And this is what I want to talk to your missus about as well. I want to see the same thing out of her about because I know she's got that little hurdle as well. Is, you know, yeah, fuck them people and and do it for you. And then she started posting, really nervous. And then she got a little bit more comfortable with it. And and now she's starting to build a bit of a brand. But it's it's still there. The seed is still there. Sally at work is my. Th Who's Sally at work, man? Come on, she's <laughs> miserable. She's miserable with her life. There's not really someone called Sally out of work, but I don't think so anyway. <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying? So the biggest thing is, you know, post, get over that hurdle. It is scary. And with the fitness professionals, I remember I used to talk to the, the box and burn trainers and the same thing applied. It was like, come on, post. You need to post more, you need to post more. And there was one, he's like, even though he's a trainer, he's like, I'm, I'm not in great shape right now. Um, I'm just afraid about, you know, what, what people say about how can I post an education video when I'm not in shape myself. I said, yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but people like you for you, who you are, and the same thing applies if someone's going to slag you off, you know, get them out of your life. And anyway, he went, well, what if I just do some talking into the camera post? I went, do one, go on, oh, yeah, come on, do one now. So he's done one and he got a client from that one post in the camera saying that he's, uh, you know, he's teaching whatever he was saying and he got a client. But anyway, back to the building the brand, that is it, the consistency is thing. Try and get 1% better on each video, which you 100% will. You'll be terrible at first. I look at my first videos and I, I was stuttering. I was shocked and I didn't know what I was talking about. Education was shit. But if I quit then, you know, I would, I would never have done what I've done on social media. Goes back to what you said about when you are showing up day in, day out, you're building skill set, even if you don't yeah. realize it. Yeah. And I remember one of the first videos that I put out on Instagram. I was thinking, shall I put this education video or not? It's one of my secrets. It's with me secret where, you know, what I used to do when I'm in fights, I would jab someone to the body. I would jab someone to the body. Next time I feel the jab to the body, the hand comes down. I would hit them with a the left hook. And this is my secret. This is what I've, what, what, what I've made up, even though everyone does it. It's, it's my <laughs> thing. Shall I put a video out on this or not? I'm like, oh. This is what I teach my clients. Now nah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I create this video and I've done it and I posted. And this video on Instagram blew up. I had like 2,000 followers at the time and it got like 15,000 views. I'm like, what? This is unbelievable. I can't believe it. And uh, I start getting new followers. I'm like, wow, this is great. And then 
a week goes by and there was a gym down the street who was doing these boxing classes and one of the trainers out of the gym who was not a boxer did the exact copied me video and did the same video and I was raging. I'm like, oh, now he's teaching this and this is my method. Uh, oh no, I knew I shouldn't have posted that video because now everyone knows me secret. <laughs> but again, I soon got over that and I soon posted another one and another one. And now it's like, you know, I give everything. We don't keep any secrets yes. oh, yeah. in the education, in our, in our certification courses, in our group classes, in everything we do, we give it all out. And then what happens, it comes back. It's like Gary Vee's got a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. It's got nothing at all to do with boxing. It's about give, 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 and then ask. It should be a hundred jabs, then a right hook. Yeah. So I've been doing these jabs forever. Give them value, give them value. This is how you punch harder. This is how you punch faster. So many tips, hundreds of tips. And all of a sudden, we're in Melbourne last two weeks ago. By the way, we're coming to Melbourne for a certification course. Boom, the course sells out because I've been given value, you know? I mean, amongst other things, and, and Glenn as well, who's doing the same thing on, on his, at a, at, a, at a very slow pace, but he's doing the same thing. <laughs> I mean, he is. Yeah. If he listened to me, he would have Fall as many it. followers as me. It's true. It's like, like what you're saying about consistency. He's not consistent, yeah, but he's putting real value. You know what we got to do with Glenn? The six weeks, you know what I'm saying? Like when you got called call out. Yeah, In six when, weeks. I when you start like doing every post every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Four days. Yeah. Four days. But he's got the knowledge. He's great on camera. Oh, yeah. he, he's got everything to do it. He just, he just doesn't do it. Do it. Whereas I was just telling you the stories. Yeah. Like, look, look at fucking Glenn. My, 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 my reason for not being consistent is just, is I, I have a lot going on. These excuses. Not even these reasons, these excuses. Let's, let's say not, not my not reason. Excuses. Let's say my, my excuse. Yeah. But no, but but that's it. Uh, and and then and then what happens is even Glenn, I'm making fun like he's in that, but he's, he's got a he's got a great brand. He's got a, a solid loyal following of people who love what he's doing because he's giving this great content out. And so yeah, it's like jab 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 jab, and then ask. When you ask, you've built that trust with people, and they're like, yeah, all right, I'll buy for you because you've never been asking for anything ever. Rather than the opposite, what a lot of people do, a lot of trainers do, when they when they oh, come and work with me, get my two-for-one special. I'm the best trainer ever. Come and do this. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm this. No. And Luca, I know that you know this as well because you've done the same thing on Instagram but more on Facebook where you just value, 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 value and then you see what happens to your shit. It just yeah. went, boom. Especially if, if your business is education, every, like your your content should be educational and value. value. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I think that it's, it, I think it's literally the same Offline and online. Seriously. I mean, you guys literally said it, though. You're given so much value before, you you know, you launched and had a physical location and you give more value. And people, by the way, 93% of all word of mouth is offline still, right? So what happens, yeah, this is a real stat, right? But what happens is that somebody will watch your video and they'll tell their friend, you know what I mean? Like, they'll tell them offline. You know, like, people watch the stories of their friends working out and they share and then they go, and their friend goes like, hey, man, I see you working out at that gym. Dude, like, you're strong. And then, and then I'll get a text from my client. And go, hey, can I bring a friend in? Right? But they saw it on social, but it's, off, it's still offline. But the point that I'm making is if you took, you know, if you're doing a great job offline, transfer that mindset and just go like, educate like you educate clients, just do it online. And, yep. and, and try not to, you know, I think this is a problem in sometimes in a, um, the kind of fitness professional space is where, where coaches are trying to, um, you know, look good to other coaches. 
And I'm like, what are you trying to do? Like, I'm trying to build my clientele, you know, or get online clients. I'm like, well, then show what you're doing with people that are having success with. Forget yeah. about, forget about that, you know, yeah. the other coaches gonna be like, yeah, man, like your biomechanics are great. Who gives a shit, right? Like, right. are we helping people? Are the jab, 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 right hook? And, and it's like, if you have that mindset, because what I started thinking about, I was just like, hey, I'm just gonna block out time every day to do content and educate the marketplace. Like, it's just in my schedule, right? Like, it, like I coach, I coach, I coach, I coach, I coach. Okay, cool, I shoot some videos. I'm gonna post, like, it's just part of my schedule. And then, you know, then you get that where people start reaching out to you, whether it's for a physical gym or if you have an online product, right? It's like, I mean, my, my problem I ran into, which is we're launching a bunch of stuff next year, but it's people like, I wanna, I wanna buy something from you. You know, like, I'm not, I can't come to the gym. I live in another country, another right. city, whatever. And I'm like, uh, I don't have anything to sell, you know? But it's, it's a good problem to have that you have a lot of people wanting something because you deliver so much value. Yeah. So I'm not even asking, like people ask, like, what can I, can I get, right? But that happens through that mentality. It's so simple, but it's like, you you have to deliver the value. You gotta be consistent. Yeah, exactly. Not like, don't, don't make shit up. It's just yeah, like, just do like, what if, you do. If, if you're a comedian, like, make me laugh on your Instagram. <laughs> don't, don't be like, oh, here I am at dinner. And then I'm like, here I am on a hike, and it's like, you're a comedian, like, make me laugh. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're an educator, educate me on your Instagram. If so if you, you know. and what I tell people, because we do the, I do a seminar at our education course where I talk all about building brand and how to grow a following. Well, first I see well, what, why you should build a following. Uh, if you want to help more people, you know, that that's, that's the reason right there. But as well is whether you like it or not, if you've got a bigger following, people think that like you're doing well. And it's like if I went to down the street and there's three restaurants and two of them's empty and one of them's busy, that's the best that's one right there, to. right? Um, so I'll tell people, if you want to grow your following, you've got to be giving me a reason to follow you. Is your content, is it educating, entertaining or inspiring us? If it's doing one of them three things, then I might, then I might hit that follow button. Now, if you listen to this, Go on your Instagram and you want to and you want to build a following. If you don't, it's fine. Go on your Instagram account and look at your last six posts that you've done. If I don't know who you are and I come and click on your Instagram, is them six posts on your Instagram account going to give me a reason to follow you or not? If you're posting a picture with your mate when you're at dinner, or you're posting a picture of your cat and dog, you know, nah. Yeah. But if you are entertaining, educating, inspiring us or even better doing all three on each one of them posts, then there's a chance that I will press that follow button and then that's going to help build your brand and build your name and, you know, and just help your business grow. And I think that's that's the the filter you got to look at it through. It's like, it, like, if I go on my thing, is this going to be valuable to the audience that I want to serve, right? Not like my, you know, it's like, my friend is like, here's my cat. Like, look, if, if you're not in business, that's fine. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, not yeah, social yeah. media. It's like, it's business media, right? Like, and, and again, that's how simple it can be. Something that you do through, if you coach all day, right? You got, you coach a lot of day. Something that you talk, go and teach it to everybody else. That's going to yeah. help them, right? Like yeah. whether it's in, in boxing, it's like, all right, check out this drill. This is a drill you can do at home. If it's like your back is bugging, all right, here's, I do that all the time. Like, you know, these the drills I use for my back not to be bugging me. And that's valuable. Yeah. But a boom, bada bang. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know we already went past the, Tony's Tony's one hour. You know what I mean, he's he's charging triple time now. <laughs> but but man, this was uh, honestly so so valuable, and, and I wanted it to go wherever it's gonna go, man. Like um, I, I really appreciate you guys, but I also want to let everybody know too. Look, where um, like if you're 
I, I'm such a big fan. We we brought Box and Burn here for the first time five years ago. Four yeah. or five. Yeah, yeah we got a certification course. So yeah. 2018, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's four or five years ago. Um, loved it. I mean, I honestly, like I got into back into boxing for the last, you know, three years. Um, and that's to be honest, that spurred it, right? And got, you know, do one-on-one coaching. Like I'm gonna be in this class as like the reason why we picked this up, because I believe in what you guys do so much and because I, I love boxing and it's so integrated well into fitness. Um, and you know, you guys haven't like really fully launched this, which I'm whooping your ass for, but <laughs> but I'm telling you, like you, you gotta you gotta check this out. I, I wanna know, you know, if, if where can uh people follow you, but also where can people find out more about uh, Tony Jeffries Connect. I mean, we're going to be, if you if you watch, if you follow me and you watch Vigor, you're going to see a lot of it now because, yeah. you know, we have uh, classes. We're going to have classes every week, uh, every day, almost every day. Um, but where can they find out more about that or you guys? Um, everything's on TonyJeffries.com, like everything. So uh, if you go to TonyJeffries.com, you'll see on their uh, academy, Instructor Academy, you'll see uh, Connect uh, for clubs and facilities. So everything you need on there, you can browse around, read all about it, you know, find find. Yeah, and if you're a, a gym out there, gym owner, and you want to add boxing, now we can help you with all of that, where it, it's everything from the education to the programmed classes uh, to the marketing materials, like a turnkey solution to add in boxing to a facility. And I mean, look, look, you've been in the industry for so long now, you know this, like boxing is one of the most popular things out there in fitness right now, everyone wanting, wanting to do boxing. And there is some uh, gyms out there that uh, just teach boxing classes. Uh, but rather than letting your clients go there, now if you add this to your gym, you can pull them clients back in and keep them at your location. It's exactly what you're doing, Luca. And, you know, and it's not that big of an investment up front. And, you know, you can easily generate revenue from it. Yeah, and I, I would actually encourage anybody that's, you know, if you're a coach, if you're a gym owner listening, uh, message me if you want to know. You know what I mean? Like about, because we, I mean, legit, man, I'm straight up, like, you know, less than a $5,000 startup cost to have everything set up. Um, that's and, including equipment and everything. That's including equipment and everything. And I mean, I'm, everything. Like, so imagine a business, you know, and the the amount of, like, especially, first of all, if you have members, this is the lowest hanging fruit that you can do. Because you'll have a lot of people that just kind of upgrade and upsell to that. Um, but if you don't have a lot of this in your area, and trust me, like, you know, take one class, you'd know. But imagine having every workout for the whole year done and it's videoed on a screen. Like, this is what, you know, this is what this is. And, like, we, we have really good kind of, you know, excellent, excellent world-class boxing coach. But to not have to program for that… Like we we calculated it right. Like it would right. take it would take forty to fifty hours of programming if you're really good at programming these workouts per year, and it's done. Like you show up, it's like like world class shit done for you. You know what I mean? So again, hit them up, hit me up. Um, again, I'm gonna you know obviously be a big promoter because I do. I, I always said this right. You can't get better at what you don't do. You know what I mean? And so for me, it's like, I'm going to do everything that I, I kind of push and promote because I believe in it so much. So appreciate you guys. Thank you. Um, Thanks for having us. If, uh, as always, listen, if you enjoyed this, please share it. Um, also, like leave a review. This, it helps so much to spread the word. And, and two, like, like right now, and I'm continuing for, for right now, this podcast doesn't really have sponsors because I never really went after it. So the, you know, if you found value in this and it takes time and energy, obviously, to make this happen, uh, man, if, if you could share a review, I would highly appreciate it. Guys, we'll be back next time. Vigor Life Podcast. 
appreciate you. Also, down. if you're still listening at this point of the podcast, right? Here's something because it's really late and it's at the end, and I think most people are switched off right now. Send me a direct message seeing that you're listening to the end. Bam. And what I'll do, I'll give you my video package for for free, which is teach you how to be a boxer, better boxer, get better at boxing, which is worth three hundred dollars. Oh, how shit. about that? Okay. Right. But you're not, see that one coming, baby. you're not allowed to tell anyone. And you're not allowed to apply for it, Luca. You've got to pay for it, right? But <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> how about that? Done deal. You heard it. You better listen to the end. All right, my friends. Peace out.